When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is that it? Give him the stick. You ever see those GIGO YouTube videos? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL First Look Strategy Show Tuesday morning. Welcome back. Hope you guys had a good weekend. The fun Monday night. I didn't. I can tell you that much. I don't know why they would allow Brian Johnson to even board the plane. You got a sick quarterback and you're like, let's throw deep on second and five to Quez Watkins when we're up by a, a touchdown. My God, what what a joke this team is. Here's a little spoiler alert for you guys. Eagles are fired into the sun when we go to our tears today. Just a garbage football team. Get them out of here. I'm serious, Ben. I'm done. I'm done. They got the Giants. They got the, the Cardinals, the Giants again. I don't care what they do against them. Trash football team, trash play calling. Bradbury's cooked. The defense is terrible. Everything from top to bottom allowing – Drew Locke to run over you for 92 yards with a minute and 20 seconds to go. To top to bottom, garbage performance, terrible. They stink. I'm out on the Eagles. I am now a fan of the Panthers. I, I, a, a New York Jets fan. You should be a Jets fan. We need all the help we can get. Yeah, it was a bad game. It was an expensive last drive. Um I don't think it really matters, to be honest. Like, you're, yeah, you're going to have to go into San Francisco, but pretty good chance that game gets played, and, and we'll see. But it was a weird, you know, the, the, the week on the whole, um, we saw some things that, you know, we saw the Bills are not done, obviously. We saw some monster performances from running backs, and then we got uh, a ton of news on Sunday. So it was, a, it was a wacky week to look back on, and now we're on the home stretch here, only a couple weeks left in the season. I joined you in calling Carolina. We've we've both now called the we, only two Carolina wins on the year. Jordan Klein, it's up to you. Uh, if they win a third game, you need to chime in and let us know when that is because we did our part. Where's the fellow that said Dallas had zero chance of winning that game? Yeah. Or losing that game? He'll be back with another uh, 100% prediction, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, they those got wallops, good. dude. Different well, outside, you know. Yeah. It wasn't and, an upset. The Bills and, were favorite. I know. And also, there's a level of parity in this league. That, like, if you don't understand it, I said it yesterday. The Bills lost to the to the Eagles, who, you know, 
got smoked by the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost to the Bills, right? Like the Bills lost to the Broncos, who 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 beat the the who 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 lost to the Lions by a hundred. Lions had recently lost to the Bears. Bear, like you know what I mean? You could just go over and over and over from every team, like chain reaction on games that should have been lost that were won and should have been won that were lost by you know mutual teams. It doesn't mean anything from week to week. Like situations in the NFL are massive. And when you've got Dallas coming off a huge win at home, traveling to Buffalo, who finally appears to be getting on track after having some of the worst luck in the league, it's not a surprise that the Bills won that game. If you understand how the league works and the parity level when it's a week over week game, it's not like if you can zoom out, Ben, and look at the game at, or at the season as a whole when it's done and say, all right, here are the good teams. Here are the bad teams for the most part, right? But week over week, like one week essentially tells you nothing. Oh, no, it tells you nothing at all. And you can play the transitive prop. You can play the transitive property game and with only a couple degrees of separation, make any team the best team. Exactly. Any team. Like, it's not that difficult. No, you could do it with the Panthers. (laughs) Very easy. Because they beat the Texans. Yeah. And the Texans beat real teams. Yeah, like you could have taken the Broncos there for a while and said, man, look what this team is doing. And then they come in yeah. and they get steamrolled. Like, who? all right, let's just, we're not going to get too deep in this, but the Niners have lost to the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals. So you got those te- those bum teams there. And who have the Bengals lost to? Uh, the Bengals have lost to all. Yeah, the Bengals lost to the Texans and the Texans lost to the Panthers. So the Panthers beat the Texans. The Texans beat the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Niners. Panthers exactly. Are better than the see Niners. what I mean? It's done. What I mean, you can take it any direction. Right. I see. Okay. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because the Panthers beat the Texans who beat the Bengals who beat the Niners. <laughs> yeah, Panthers are better than the Niners. How I it's undisputed it. logic. How can you I say otherwise? It. That's why uh, the Jake NFL. Said, Lafie, why, why isn't the post contest simulator have Sunday Millie Maker? That should be up like momentarily uh, for, if, to evaluate those. And I'll, I'll hit them up and make sure it is. Anyway, we got a really good show for you guys today. Happy you're here to join us. If I could ask so humbly, take one single second out of your morning and tap that. I'm doing it right now. Tap that thumbs up button. Show us some love around here. It goes a very long way. Um, subscribe to the channel. Help us get to 100K and make sure to check out our podcast exclusive. Ben and I will be doing it right after this. Uh, let's. It's only in podcast form. It's 30 minutes long. We keep it short. We get you in and out. We review the previous slates with the post contest simulator. Hugely helpful. Hugely helpful over the course of the season. And then I think we do what we did last week, right? And let's just uh, let's tackle the Saturday slate. We can break down. Now we have like a decent handful of two gamers and three gamers that we can look at to try and glean some insight into what we're getting on Saturday. Absolutely. And I love those short slates. It's been fun all year. Uh, wasn't particularly fun last week, but in general, a lot to attack. And we got nine games as well. We got a lot to get to. I'm excited to dive into this, actually. I had a Moss-Pittman overload in that game or in that slate. Yeah, so, I had Moss-Pittman and Chase on my main team. Oh, Chase as well. Yeah, he got hurt later, but still. Yeah, still. Uh, so that was that was not great. Anyway, uh, ours said Lafie needs ARS said Lafie needs to be talked off to let. I'm good. I'm used to this stuff. I just, you know, it's fun getting fired up. As I've told you guys, where do where can I where can I vent my frustrations? Where other than right here with you guys on the first look strategy show? But like I said, really fun show today for two reasons. One, 
Goblin of the Week, and our team rankings. But before we get into the analysis, we're tier ranking our favorite or the best Christmas movies ever made. And I think we'll be different here, Ben. I think you'll probably have a good idea what my top three are going to be. And I'm going to allow you to guess. I already know what your number one will be. Oh, we're doing this first. I thought we were doing this at the end of the show. Okay. Let's do it. I think we should do it at the end, personally. Let's do it at the end. I thought we were, too. Yeah. Let's do it at the end. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's to say you got to savor it. Oh. Let's do it. Let's do it at yeah. the end. Yeah. First off, Goblin of the Week. I go right back to where it was. The same from two weeks ago. Last week, I have two of them. Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Eagles. I would have locked the doors on the plane and left him on the runway. I really would have, uh, and I think that would have been more than justified. Hertz did not have a good game. But the play calling is so egregiously bad at this point that you are finding ways to lose. Finding ways to lose. Also, DeAndre Swift kind of because I had the anytime touchdown prop. He hit the over on rushing easy. But uh, I had the anytime touchdown prop. Ben, he had legitimately three opportunities to fall into the end zone and went down at the one. That, oh, I saw him. I would run that bet back a million times. My logic on that was as sound as it gets. They can't keep doing what they're doing. They have to at least run the ball more than they have. He had 18 carries. He had 18 carries. He had three carries inside the 10. Very sound logic by your boy. It doesn't always play out. No. Why do you laugh? Well, because we're going to get to mine in a second. Okay. And by the way, just Brandon Staley, it's at this point, you're, you're, you're beating, beating the Mollies down, right? No point anymore. But Brandon Staley, uh, that was the swan song, my friends. It's over for him. No Thank surprise. God. Goblin of the week. He is, I think you would, I think if I had to do like a an award for Goblin of the season, it would probably be Brandon Staley. And for you, it would probably be the Falcons. So yeah, Brandon Staley, because he's out of the league, doesn't count. But he, I think it's the Brandon Staley Goblin of the Week award. <laughs> like they're going to name it after him. Oh, that's great. Because right. so uh, how about each year going into yeah. the next year? Like, so this year it should have been the Nathaniel Hackett Goblin of Correct. the Week award, right? Correct. Yes. Next year, it'll be the Brandon Staley Goblin of the Week award. And then, and then the following season, whoever takes home, you know, it'll be Arthur Smith. Multi-week award. honors will be okay. I love that idea. Chat, yeah. make sure to remind us when we start next season doing yeah, this. God show. willing. Um, what do you got? All right. I got, because again, there are no rules on this show. Goblin of the Week. I will just add another tally to the Falcons just because they are. Goblin of the Week for me, Old Dominion football. No, they don't play in the NFL. You talk about good process. So, Western Kentucky yesterday in that bowl game was missing all their players. Some actually did play. They were down to a third-string quarterback. It was 28-0 in the first quarter, Old Dominion. They pulled a Shane Falco, a kid from the portal, came played for Western Kentucky, and they ended up winning the game in overtime. Old Dominion had two field goals blocked, missed another field goal, had first and goal on the one-yard line in overtime, tried multiple tush pushes, and failed. It's up there on, on an all-time melt uh, for me. To, to watch that team go down. I also beat the closing line by six points uh, <laughs> because I bet this like a month ago. What was the, what, what, what did it close at? And what'd you get it at? So I had it twice. I had, a, I had the money line at like minus minus one twenty, and I had it at two and a half and it, it got to six and a half. Then it bounced back to four and a half. Uh, so I just had absurd positions on it. 
I've seen I've seen a lot of wacky stuff. I'm not sure I've ever seen a college football game with the amount of stupid plays. Not to mention on the last drive, there was a personal foul on the offensive coordinator for hitting the ref. But the ref was backpedaling and he was backpedaling slanted and went into the old Dominion sidelines. He was not on the field of play. So I don't really know how that's a penalty. It was a special one. Uh, I've seen some shit in my day, but Old Dominion Monarchs, you are a rare goblin of the week. Wonderful uh, replacements reference, by the way. Yeah. I've, the kid was in the portal, and the first kid threw multiple. He fumbled and threw a pick six in the first, like, three drives. And then they just went to this other kid who was very, very good. I got to give him credit. Not that it should have ever got there because when you're 0 for 3 on field goals. Um, and they scored on a fourth and fifteen. Uh, to tie the game with no time left, which was also a special play. Comedy of errors. I haven't seen one like that in quite a while. Bring up the tears. First thing, Jordan, we fire the Eagles into the sun. Ben, you know, I don't, I'm making, it's an executive decision. You have no, no say on I this. I think we should put them up to Super Bowl contenders. Uh, <laughs> they're they're going to be fine. But yeah, where are we with these tears? I don't well, think I can I'm... tell you this much. We made a mistake with the Cowboys again. We, we we gave them credit. We gave into pressure from society. We gave society. into pressure. We knew it was the wrong decision. And they went and proved us right. You could say proved us wrong. However you want to view it. They come back down the playoff team. And yeah, by the way, fine. I'm joking about the Eagles. The Eagles made the playoff. So they had like, I think they already clinched. They are so, a playoff team by like, definition. We have yes. to keep them. Cowboys come back down. The problem now is like, is this a San Fran Baltimore Super Bowl? It's, it's I don't pretty want to obvious. put anyone else up there. They're the two best teams. No, I don't. I, I mean, again, teams that could be up there, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins. Um, I don't so think any of them. Are you going to do this or are you just going to hover over it? The Cowboys are going down to playoff teams. Bills go up. To playoff teams? Yeah. Hot take. It's not that hot, but I think it's kind of hot. Bills are going to win the division. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think they will get to the last game and they'll control their destiny. Now, I got to go into Miami and win that game, but I think they can do it. Man, if they did, would you take a long shot on Josh Allen to win MVP? So I can't bet MVP in New York, so that makes it tough. I haven't even looked at the odds, but probably not just because it's just got to be. A niner, doesn't it? You would think so. It, it's just so hard. All right, who do we have? Um, Browns, the Jags, the yeah, yeah. This looks pretty good, actually. I feel like Bengals have to stay in maybe. Ne- well, I, I mean, they're a fringe playoff team. The problem with the Bengals is that like they're not, they're not winning it. I, I'd be okay putting them up there and bringing. Well, no, Pittsburgh has to come down. I, I've had enough of them. Yeah, they're, they're starting done. Mason Rudolph this week. They're done. They're they're yeah. they're maybe next year if they can find the quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. Get them out of there. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's Seahawks not much stay else. Alive. Rams stay alive. I would have been. I don't know what would have happened. Uh, I know a lot of you. I'm sure with the holidays coming up, there's a lot to juggle. But I'm sure the thing. I know dominated... what you're. I know what you're gonna say. You're what would have happened? And Devito, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> what would have happened? I don't know the ant. That is a. Like one of those existential questions of like Tommy DeVito takes your soul, but you're in your own bizarro freak show world. 
what happens. I don't know. I'm glad we didn't have to find out. I would have been concerned for all of us. We haven't exactly thought this all the way through is the problem. Because the Saints Saints aren't allowed to move from where they are. But if Tommy DeVito beats you, you have to go down to to DeVito Goblin because he takes your soul. So what? What would we do? Would we create a new tier? I don't know. But you know what? I'm not surprised that the universe didn't let that happen. You know what? You're right. All is right with the world. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I think we're good. Yeah. Panthers. They're fine. They still should be fired into the sun. For sure. Oh, wait. No. Bears move up for sure. Here. Okay. This is my last one. Bears are for sure a maybe next year team. Off a loss? That's fine. No, but it was in Cleveland against a good Cleveland team. By the way, did you see Mooney drop that ball that should have been – they yes. should have won. Granted, and it's move, a Hail Mary. Jordan, move Pittsburgh down. Pittsburgh's got to go down. He's not even listening to us today, it appears. Tough scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so am All I. Right, we'll set friend. that on the back burner. Uh, <laughs> Steelers go to maybe next year. Oh, that's hilarious. I think the Bears got some talent. I think the Bears got some talent. Anyway, ready to talk some week 16? I'm ready to talk some week 16. Chad, are you ready to talk some week 16? This is crazy. We're on week 16. Yeah, I know. I don't even. It's crazy that there's 18 weeks. I still can't uh, get that through. Well, quarterbacks, my friends, before we do, uh, real quick. You see the best ball talk all over Twitter. You've probably muted a lot of it. I can tell you it's a lot more fun to play than it is to watch people tweet about their advance rates. You don't say. I love I love it. I have zero interest in seeing how people are advancing. Like, because it is it is zero impact on me, number one. I can't get any insight or analysis from it. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't help any done, right? Right. Right. It's but like- the drafting, my God. It's like a shot of heroin. We're it's, doing it's 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 not, but it's it's good. We're doing playoff best ball. You and me, we we're are. gonna do we're gonna do some streams and we're gonna have some fun because I don't know I don't play best ball. I want to. Don't get I haven't gotten around to it. I've seen I've seen all the impact here, and I, of course I know you're gonna talk about underdog. Sorry to hijack this. We're doing some best ball stuff. Hell yeah. We should do it on stream. Just be like Ben's. No, I know. I have real FOMO. This is not like a, like I, this is me actually being completely hundred percent. Like I, I really wish I did more best ball because it it does seem awesome. It is awesome. And you know, what's going to be crazy. Like, let's just say you believe in the Eagles and they can make a run. You think they can. And now you're getting them playing. I, I, the Eagles and the bills are the type of teams where a lot of years, these, you know, like, so let's say the bills don't win the division lower seeds, you you don't really love them because the chances of advancing deep into the playoffs are, are are slim, right? And then you just have dead players. There might be some real teams that get in as like five seeds or six seeds that could legitimately go all the way to the Super Bowl or the NFC or AFC championship. So strategy is going to be awesome. Um, you guys, every to every day you say there's if you're a new customer, there's a free square in the pick'em format where, of course, if you're not in a legal betting state. You've got the pick them formats, which are awesome. You're just taking higher or uh, a lower on, on player projections. And it's that simple. You're up to 20X your entry fee. So you'll get stuff that'll be like Matthew Stafford over half a total yard. Plug it in. 
and you've already put yourself in a position where now if you're doing a two pick, you only need to get one right. You know, if you're doing a three pick, you're trying to boost that R or boost that that payout. Now you only have to get two out of three right. Playoff best ball format, one and a half million dollars and 100% first match deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. So if you put 100 in, you got 200 now. Whatever you put in, it's immediately doubled. I'm telling you, man, you guys, I guarantee people will be tweeting me come playoff time with best ball. And by the way, hit me up. I'm all about that, like best ball drafts and stuff, showing me what you've got before the season starts. That's fun. Um, oh, yeah. Link in the description and in chat if you guys aren't there yet. And we'll schedule out some times to get some playoff drafts going. It's 150K up top. I'm fine with that. I, I'm interested to do it. Yeah, no, you won't get. Believe me, I'm on a muting spree on Twitter like you wouldn't believe, but not not for people, not for good people like that. Anyway, if you're not there, link in the description and chat. You'll love it. Also, daily drafts too. Just they got everything. Anyway, quarterbacks, man, Dak Prescott and Tua Tagovailoa uh, facing off against each other. Got to tell you though. Justin Fields at 7,100 against the Arizona Cardinals looks mighty nice this week. Maybe some Trey McBride run back, maybe some Michael Wilson run backs with no Marquise Brown, maybe even some Rondell Moore. A lot of ways to work that type of game. I like Justin, assuming the weather, I don't know what the weather is going to be at Soldier, Ben. It's still too, we're still too far out. I like me some Justin Fields this week. You and me both. First guy on my list, 7.1. Perfect price. He threw the ball 40 times. Uh, This is not Cleveland's defense on the road. Electric quarterback. You tell me you want to go to Dak or Tua, I get it, obviously. But Justin Fields in a real good spot. Um, We'll see. We'll see what the weather looks like. He is my favorite top-end option, though. What are you doing with Tua right now, Tua and Dak in this game? I'd rather have Dak. Uh... Nothing out of the ordinary. I think that, you know, they're, they're easy stack pieces, but these are these are luxury stacks because you've got Dak and that means most likely you're going to want CD. You got two up. Uh, maybe Tyreek doesn't go again. I think it seems like he's going to be pretty good to go in this spot. Uh, just kind of guessing, but that would be my my estimation. So it's always tough. We've seen almost all year now to a lead a hyper effective offense where you want multiple pieces and you don't really want to us. So he's behind the other guys for me. By the way, Joshua Thomas said Eagles may have their soul stolen. They play the Giants twice. I did think about that, and, and you may never see me again if we have to put the Eagles into Tommy DeVito's soul-stealing tier. Another thing that I don't know what happens, if he takes your soul and then you beat him, do you get your soul back? Like in Mortal Kombat, one if you like uh, avenge your stuff, you get all the souls back. I think you should be able to reclaim your soul. I would agree with that, but you have to. It has to be the second. You can't win. You don't get no, like no, no, two no. Souls. Of course, of course, because yeah, yeah. you've never lost it in the first place. If you win, correct. First. correct. That's okay, right. I'm with you. Hey, by the way, just looking at the totals on some of these games. So, in case anybody's wondering, uh, so the totals for some of the higher totals here, if we were to look at them, Ben. You've got uh, two Saturday games. Like I said, we're going to talk about that on the podcast exclusive. But Lions-Vikings is 47. There's some low ones, as always. Falcons-Colts at 44 is higher than I thought it would be. Wouldn't be surprised if that come down. Miami-Dallas is 51 and a half in Miami. Chicago-Arizona, Bears four-point favorites, 44 and a half. Aside from that, though, just a bunch of low 40s and, and mid to high 30s. 
Yeah, you got a nice little kind of range. Uh, and there's going to be some games. It's pretty clear that the the Dolphins and the Cowboys going to be a game that people target. But when I look at my quarterbacks, I, like I said, I like Fields. And then you've got a range from Jordan Love down to Mullins that I'd say almost every quarterback you can make a case for. What if DeVito beats the Eagles twice? Then he can have my soul. Um, <laughs> I, that's not going to happen, so I'm not too worried about it. But, yeah, that would be – We'll make a new category for that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to even do at that point. Uh, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Kyler Murray are the three mid-tier guys I'm looking at in that 6K range. I don't mind Kyler Murray here. I think I, I feel like I'd rather just have individual pieces on Arizona. James Conner, not excluded, but I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate Murray. Uh, Look, last game was rough. But he's still you know, six for 49 on the ground. You might see him run a bunch this game. Chicago's defense has looked better for sure. Ever since Sweat got on that line, it's been a big difference maker as well. They're they're healthier than they were earlier in the season. They're kind of starting to gel. But I think $6,400 Murray with rushing upside, good play. Jordan Love is another one that, look, he is just, he is a super hit or miss quarterback right now. You don't necessarily ever know what you're going to get out of him. But against Carolina, Fine with that, despite the low total. And like I said, Jared Goff against Minnesota. Maybe you feel differently. I don't think on a nine-game slate, I need to go to $5,300 Nick Mullins, despite a decent game last time out. I'd rather go to Ty Chandler if Madison sits. But I don't mind Jared Goff on the other side, in the dome, in a 47 total game. No, I I get it. And listen, we saw Goff. I don't really understand what they were doing, Um, why he's throwing up, like, at the end there, but he clearly they're giving him a lot of opportunities. I'm going to make a case for Baker Mayfield at flat six. He's at home, clearly stacking options. The Jaguars defense at times, uh, particularly that secondary, I worry about it. So I think it's just a pretty simple case to make for Baker. And then Mullins would be my, my cheap option. I don't want to get there. But again, if you tell me I have to play a quarterback in the bottom range, he can throw it. It's a fine matchup. Uh, he's at home. There are worse situations to be in. So Baker would be my mid-range. Mullins would be my cheapie. You know, there's a guy out there, a quarterback, mm-hmm. a grizzled vet with Super Bowl experience. That's true. From the state of Delaware. That's Is he actually from Delaware? I don't know. He went to Delaware, though, right? He definitely went to Delaware. That's Maybe true. he's not from the state of Delaware, but he went to Delaware. God, who's not from Delaware that goes to Delaware? I went to Delaware. No, you didn't. And then I transferred to UMass. You went to Delaware? No. No. <laughs> never, I don't think I've ever been to Delaware, actually. You probably have. You just don't notice it. because. Yeah. It's... I think I actually stopped there once on the way home from North Carolina. Matter of fact, when I drove to Virginia yes. Beach this summer, I like went straight down through from through Delaware from like all the way north to south. It was a couple hours. Let's see. I stopped at a restaurant once in Delaware. Newark, Delaware, I think I was at. Yeah, hmm. Newark, Delaware, sure. Yeah. 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 Good times. Good people. Anyway, this is a fellow that you have said week over week now can't continue throwing 40 plus times per game. No, I said it, it had to decrease, and I was right. He threw 44 times instead of 45. <laughs> in three games, 44 attempts. 45 attempts, 44 attempts. 
Joe Black, Joe Flacco was in winning tournament lineups last week. He's in play again this week against Houston. Yeah, he's definitely in play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I do think it's actually really important who plays for Houston at quarterback, though. Um, if the game so far, and, and I, I'm sticking to my point, these games are staying very competitive. I want to see what happens in a game that Cleveland dominates. Like, I, I can't imagine Flacco throws the ball that often, but so far, even against the Bears, he did do that. So he's definitely in play. There's no argument there. They don't they don't care if he throws. They're okay with it. Plus, he hasn't, like, I know he got picked three times last game, but overall, you know, judging off of expectations, Flacco has a, Flacco's been the best quarterback the Browns have had this season, and it's not even close, dude. Yeah, he's been awesome. He unlocked, uh, he's the only quarterback ever capable to unlock David and Joku. Isn't that nuts? Well, that's like, I mean, not to tangent to nothing, but how Jacoby Brissett comes in and within five minutes, Terry McLaurin has like 150 yards is more an indictment of Ron Rivera and that staff and Sam Howell. I've never seen anything like that. Did you see that in that game? Yeah, dude. And McLaurin should have had a second one. He went down at the one. It was no, that was too helpful. The minute that happened, I was just like, there, something horrible is going to happen because if he got in a second time, then they took a, a, a rare five-minute drive from the one-yard line. Uh, another special <laughs> Washington thing. Nine plays from the one. Um, Wait, from the opponent's one? Yeah. McLaurin was down at the one-inch line, and they ran eight plays and took so much time that they never got the ball back. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's actually what happened. Just Let's just – I don't even know what happened, but, yeah, they it took them another 20 minutes to get in it's outrageous anyway flat goes in play he's the only low-tier guy i have this week at quarterback Fair. i i don't feel the need you know there's some guys below him but unless something really unlocks i'm not gonna mess around with it i like we'll see what's up with levis i, I don't i don't want to be that cute on a nine game slate though allow me to provide you with my top three top one at each tier okay it's for me, it has to be fields north of seven K. Same. I, I do like fields this week quite a bit. Then I'm, I'm kind of wavering between Murray and Goff. I think I'm going to take the savings and go Murray here at 6,400 with yeah. the rushing upside. Jared Goff is in a dome. He's not at home, but he is in a dome. So it's a good spot, but man, those Murray stacks are going to be really, really cheap. So that is one of the reasons, Ben, I'm willing to do that. Like I'm willing to have some McBride Wilson stacks in this game, just way too cheap. Marquise Brown's not going to play. I don't think, uh, I'm almost positive. They're talking about like, he's not going to go on the IR, which means he's not going to play either. And then Joe Flacco. I get it. I'm going to change it up. I'm going fields. I'm going Baker. I like Baker in that mid range of flat six. And then I'm going to go Nick Mullins. I just think uh, if you're in a jam, you can look to him. He's 5,300. We just saw it. He crossed 300 yards in Cincinnati. That's a tougher ask than against uh, Detroit indoors. Okay. So you're one, two, and three, one more time. Fields, Baker, and then Mullins. Okay. I think Mullins is actually fine in that spot. I just, yeah. I, think, I, think I, I feel the same Flacco. way about Flacco. Like, right. it, it, yeah. You're not stoked on either of them. No, I hope I don't play them, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> running backs. How about this? Did you see the most expensive running back is $7,400 this week on a main slate? I did. 
no Christian McCaffrey. Eckler wouldn't be that much anyway, even if he was on the slate, right? Um, but who else am I mid? Like Barkley would probably be around that, I guess. Kamara. Kamara, yeah, yeah. But I guess there aren't that, you know. Kyron. Kyron would Kyron's, be. Any- Kyron's an $8,500 running back now. Should be, right? Yeah. I mean, if I don't play him, he's an 11K running back. But if I play him, I'd say eight, eight low to mid eights. Yeah. He had a good game, though. He was like 25, 27 yes, uh, last, last week. Yeah. Oh, very solid. He just running back. And that leads me into the segue of what we're talking about. Once again, Rashad White was solid. Did you need Rashad White, though? No. Not really. You kind of never do is the odd That's part. the point as the price increases. We said that on Sunday, and there were a lot of people like, you know, just very, it's, he's super effective and he, he was not bad at 7k at all. Nice, solid return. But every week there are guys that tap into a ceiling that he doesn't seem capable of getting to. And I'm not saying that James Cook is going for 50 every week, but it just seems like as White's price increases, it becomes harder to play him. And I'm not getting to him again here. I would rather play Mostert at the top. Would you? I would. I do think that Dallas Say what you want, but man, were they manhandled. Um, Dude, James Cook, by the way, great call on your part. Great. I, that was your that was your your crowning achievement of, of week 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my lone achievement, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, low-owned James Cook, you had him. You just didn't was... have him with McCaffrey in the lineups you needed him. If you did, we'd be having a very different conversation right now. Yeah, it'd be you and Josh on the show, and I'd just be <laughs> uh, very, very – very happy, but uh, Cowboys allowed 200. And, do you know how many passing yards the Cowboys allowed to the without looking to the Bills? 120. 85. Yeah, it was low. 266 rushing yards, man. That is such an insane, drastic. Um, I mean, I can't believe the disparity between rushing and passing yards in a game, by the way that the bills won 31 to 10 Cowboys on the road again, HN is going to get work and he might have a big game, right? No surprise. The efficiency has come back down the earth after what we saw earlier in the year, but you, I don't think you're wrong. Like most are still a good play at home. He's, you know, a a machine. And the thing I love about uh, some of the smarter coaches in the league and certainly the dolphins coach, they know who they are. I saw it last week. Mostert on the goal line. They give him the ball. He gets stuffed. What do they do? They just keep giving it to him till he gets in the end zone. And, and they, they're very comfortable with him. It's become, I think, an identity for them that this is our touchdown score. I, I remember Todd Gurley used to be this way a little bit, where it's just like, we do not care how often we're just going to give Mostert the ball on this goal line and he's getting in and he's been outstanding. He can catch the ball. Still going to have 15 to 20 touches. Uh, I don't love the top of the range, but I'd rather play him. I'm going to roll the dice with Miami at home than these other teams. I mean, he honestly has prime Derrick Henry touchdown equity right now. It, it's an insane touchdown rate. No argument there, but it's a prolific offense. Of course. And, and let me just say, can I, not even a victory lap, but more redemption. Okay. You and I have done this show for how long now? Five years. Yeah, something like that. Maybe six. 2018. This is our sixth season doing this show together, right? I have loved Raheem Moster in season long in DFS yes, you have. forever. And every year I look like a moron because he couldn't stay healthy. He's good. Like he's, 
he's good. And it feels it feels like redemption. Now I need to win a tournament with him in a lineup. Um, you've always been a most look, we know he's fast. He fits this offense so well. And everyone talks about like, well, Achan and, and Hill and Waddle, you know, but this is they, they space things out. But also Raheem Mostert, you know, three years ago, if you went to NFL next gen stats, the the two fastest plays by any player on the season were both held by Raheem Mostert. Yeah, you can move. He's a talented guy. So you're okay with the 7,300 tag because it's a good offense. They can score a lot of touchdowns. And we've seen what Dallas looks like on the road. Yes, I'm okay with it. Also with the caveat that I can't imagine that he's going to be popular relative to that range. Like, yes, he's not going to be 2% owned. That's not what happens. But he's not going to be 38% owned either. Like, that's just not going to happen when I look at this slate. Exactly, Will. He said Mostert has such little tread for an older back. Yeah, age age kind of is only a number if you haven't had a ton of mileage on you. Oh, like, yeah. w- like would you rather have a 30-year-old back with 100 career carries or or a younger Zeke Elliott with 3,000? Like, well, that's what happens when these, like, you come out of college and it's just like you already lost, like if you have 300 carries a year. Uh, right, right. Like- you have what, three good years in the NFL? You're done at yeah. like 27, like if you're lucky, but would you play a chan? You can always play him, but I don't, I would re- much rather play like Gibbs Me too. Or, or ETN, I think in a bounce back, I would rather do a lot of those things. And for what it's worth, I'm probably a little bit higher on Rashad white than you are. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. And we've both been saying it for a while now that the ceiling does feel somewhat capped. However, this is just a guy that every week you're banking like 25 looks. And that's that's not something you can say for everybody in this tier. No doubt. And I want to be clear, like I like Baker. So could I have some white in there? Absolutely. I just think that more often than not, Rashad White is the type of player that he's less likely to burn you if you fade him than to make the team if you play him. Most mm-hmm. time it's a wash, no matter what you do. You're like indifferent. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. I saw him catch that that touchdown, that like 26-yard touchdown, and I went, oh, shit, because I Damn. was very underweight on white. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, that got I mean, him to 20? Yeah. And if you yeah. played him, you're like, okay, not awful Foul. by yeah, any that's stretch. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, you'd still rather have Kyron Williams in that spot any day of the week at a similar price point, assuming he's like, saying he's on the slate. You know, there's a lot of other yeah. guys. I'd probably rather take white over Barkley at this stage of the game, though. I would as well. Middle tier. Hey, what are your thoughts on on these guys? So let me get this out of the way first. If A.J. Dillon doesn't play uh, again, I think Aaron Jones ends up getting steamed and becomes like significant chalk. Yep. I'd be okay with that, honestly, against Carolina. I would play. I have no problem with $6,400 Jones. Returns from the MCL sprain, 17 touches, four targets. He had a couple of nice runs. I think you'd see him more involved, and 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 um, I, I think you see less go to Patrick Taylor in a game like this. Now that Jones, you know, suffered no setbacks, AJ Dillon has to be out though for me to really love him there. Uh, just talking mid range in the six K, Ben. I'm willing to consider Brees Hall against Washington. I'm willing to consider Brees Hall, but this offense is dreadful. 
And then I want to know what you do with guys like Montgomery and ETN. Feel free to run across this whole six K range. Those are the four guys I have written down. ETN, Jones, Hall, and Montgomery. Yeah, I, I think Jones is probably the most likely candidate if it consolidates around him. I think ETN's the best tournament play. Uh, we've seen it from him. Talk about see it like listen, when you score a couple touchdowns in games, yes, you get there, but he doesn't need 28 touches to get there. I still think he can get that volume, but even 16, 18 with a third of them being targets, that's fine. Tampa's defense has been in constant, just outrageous game scripts. I don't think that's going to change particularly quickly. I'd like to get exposure to the Jets in some iterations here because Washington is garbage. Resaw is one way to do that. I'm going to roll the dice with ETN, but that's probably where I go. Montgomery, I'm... I'm having trouble getting to him more and more. It's just not there right now. Too many, too many weapons for the Lions to allow him to score like three touchdowns on the ground as often as that was happening. Low six K Montgomery. I think I'd be all over it to be honest with yeah. you. He's like former former Rashad White prices. Because again, Montgomery had 20, 20 looks last game. Yeah, it's just it's tough. Like you said, there's so many weapons. He he pretty much needs two touchdowns. At on an point. offense that St. Brown, Laporta, Gibbs, and Randos, that's that's a tough ask. I have a question for you. And I have a question for you guys in chat, who I'm very appreciative. You guys hang with us every Tuesday. By the way, one more time, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Um, I have a question. I know you're not a big season-long fantasy football guy, but if you had to pick one, who do you think PPR format is the biggest first round bust? You're not asking in, me? Not including Nick Chubb. That doesn't count. That's not fair. Did Tony Pollard go in the first round? He went in the second. Um Bijan? Yes, Bijan did. That's where I was that's that's kind of where I was leading this conversation. Yeah. Uh after last week, I, I'm fine getting burned by just fading him and him having a big game. I'm, I'm completely. I can't. I can't get to Bijan Robinson anymore. And then another. What? I don't think it's solely his fault either. It's, it's not. Yeah. But another costly fumble is just going to make the mat make matters worse. And I, I don't feel like trying to figure that out anymore. It's again. There's opportunity costs with. Uh, one of my biggest leaks in betting and in DFS is what a team should do and what they will do, and we've seen a pattern of what the, what the Falcons should do is different than what they do do. And if you keep banking on what they should do, you're just going to continue to be very frustrated because they should give Bijan a ton of work and they won't because they don't know what they're doing. Yep. few people in chat said Eckler. Yeah. I mean, the injuries and then coming back from the injuries and really struggling is a big one. That's an interesting one. Fantasy freak. He said, Kelsey, I, I think so. Yeah. Because Even terrible. Well, also think about the opportunity cost at tight end. Like you're grabbing Travis Kelsey up there. If you had grabbed a late round Sam Laporta, right? Uh, even like a Jake Ferguson would have been fine. Uh, there's a few other guys out there, right? That 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 you could have you could have just streamed tight ends each week. You could have probably lifted David and Joku from the waiver wire. The, the, the drafting Kelsey there is such a tough spot when you've got. Like you took him ahead of of CD Lamb and those type of guys, that's brutal. That's a, that might be the worst one given that you paid first round equity or draft capital for a tight end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 
Yeah, Kyle said McBride, McBride's a great – yeah, you could – and I guarantee you people in, like, 15-round drafts are not drafting McBride, you know, unless they're – even if they're sharp, they probably don't need to get there. Anyway, um, I love the sub-6K range this week, man. I love it. At running back, I love it. Who do you have? Well, I, I think Chuba Hubbard with the volume has to be squarely in play. I, he's yeah. underpriced. He should be above 6K. I know the offense sucks. But if you're telling me that Miles Sanders is effectively phased out of his offense outside of gaining negative yards on a few a handful of carries, and that Chuba Hubbard, uh, in a game that could be competitive, I think the spread on this game is still only like three points. No, it's five, but still, okay. Chuba Hubbard's coming off. Listen to his, his rushing attempts in the last three games. 25, 23, and 22. They can't throw the football. Sure, he hasn't been particularly effective, but... If you're giving me that many carries for Chuba Hubbard at home, I of course I'll play him at 5,700. Yeah, again, the volume is there. To me, to me, it's pretty simple. You have him, and then uh, I think we all agree, if Madison sits, Ty Chandler's yeah. probably the most popular play on the entire slate. I would, yes. Dude, let me tell you something. It wasn't just kind of a fluky game. Ty Chandler looked legitimately good. And I'm not saying, you know, he was great. He's the next like out of nowhere, Arian Foster, <clears throat> but Ty Chandler looked really, really good. And, you know, patient hitting holes, exploding. He looked awesome. So $5,300, $5,600 Chandler, very much in play. I have questions for you on two guys. These are probably guys you haven't thought much about, but I want to ask you anyway, the Cleveland defense on the road has not been nearly as good as they have at home, right? And they've got some injuries in that defense. Uh, you look at some of these road games, they coughed up, what, 36 to the Rams, 29 to Denver, 31 to Baltimore, 24 to Seattle, 38 to Indy, 26 to Pittsburgh, although two of those were defensive touchdowns. I don't count them. Devin Singletary is the bell cow now in Houston. Yes, he is. There's no doubt. We're both Singletary fans as well, getting some looks. I want to see a little what's Dude, going we're on. We're getting with the... Singletary redemption out of nowhere. I'm not getting paid off for it at I don't think I've pl I played him one week when he was mega chalk and he was terrible. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> but it is crazy because this is another guy that like every yeah. year. Yeah. He's a 26 player. attempts last game, Ben. Yeah. I want to see what goes on with the quarterback situation. Um, but yeah, Singletary's taking control of that backfield. And then lastly, would you take any shots on Roshan Johnson? Uh, here's why I ask. It's Khalil Herbert. It's, it's Dante Foreman who had negative rushing yards last game. Roshan Johnson's $4,800. This is a spot where, you know, the Bears seem to be looking okay right now. He played 50% of snaps. To me, I, I, don't think, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone quite yet. But I did want to ask you about him because it seems like it's trending in the direction that he's going to be the guy. Definitely think it's trending that way, but I don't think he's playable just yet. A uh, simple way to put it. Anybody else at running back? No. Give me your tears. Mostert. ETN, even though I think that's more of a tournament play, I, I kind of like the spot for him. And then Ty Chandler with the big asterisk because he is the plug and play of the week if if uh, Madison sits. All right. I love the Mostert call. I really do. I'm going to go 
Gibbs, Jones. So Gibbs, Aaron Jones. Jones is tough though because I don't know about AJ Dillon. I mean, you just have to, yeah. At this stage of the year, we you have to use assumptions. Like yeah, put an asterisk next to him, asterisk, uh, and then you went Chandler. That's again, you're guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'll go Chuba Hubbard. <clears throat> oh, uh, what about James Conner at fifty nine hundred? Playable for sure. I definitely prefer uh, Hubbard, Chandler, and Singletary. Talk wide receivers here. Um, also, guys, if there was ever a time to check out any of our tools, if you've been on the fence and you're like, okay, I see people winning. I see them demoed all the time. I see you guys put them on the screen. I know everybody uses them. We've seen the huge wins. If you wanted to check them out, whether it's the lineup generator, which is like your best entry point on any tool is like an entry point tool without paying a ton of money. You won't find anything better or the Sims tool, which is just that on steroids um, game changer in the industry, Sims max or Sims data. All the links are in the description and in chat. And if you ever have questions about them, hit me up on Twitter. My DMS are open. Greg did amazing tutorials with Steve buzzard, the Colts, one of the best DFS players in the world. Uh, they're on here too. If you're interested, this is the week without question to dive in. Even if you wanted to do a weekly, a weekly subscription to either of those you have been, Thursday night showdown, Saturday doubleheader, which means you're going to have two big showdown slates and a main site. Sunday, Christmas Eve, nine game main site, plus a showdown site and the afternoon slate. And then you have Monday, Christmas Day, three game slate, which again, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a ton of showdown slates on that as well. You're talking probably 10 slates that have significant prize pools. And the Sims tool, has you can run the Sims tool for every single slate that is on DraftKings or FanDuel or owner's box. It's all there for you. Uh, again, what I, what I've said, I've talked about this over on odd shopper too. Um, if you're on the fence, as much as I really believe that getting a month is great, get a chance to really adapt, try it for a week. It's not a huge commitment and see what you think. See if there these tools are fitting what you want to do. Uh, and if it does, that's amazing. Maybe you have some success and, and you stick with it. If it doesn't, at least you learn that, okay, this is what's there. It's there if I ever want to go back. Uh, it's a great time of the year. You mentioned all the slates and truly, it's just the way it's trending. I, I mean, I'm I'm someone that's really been a, a rebel with my DFS play. I like to build by hand. Don't run a lot of stuff. I use these Sims every week. Uh, it's just part I was of my process. I was surprised now. that you that you finally adopted that because method. you don't have to go all or nothing. Like I right. don't just blindly run the Sims and say, "Up, oh, that's it." Like no, I I look at them, I tweak some stuff, I run them again. They're super easy to use. They're customizable. It works for me, uh, and I've had a lot more success this year. Truly, I've had some really good sweats. It hasn't come to fruition in terms of not winning the million every week, but uh, we've had a couple of those this year on the team. And it's really, really cool to say. Yeah. Look, you and I have had some good sweats. We just have it's been we, good. We it knocked really on the door. Just had, we still got a few weeks though. And I mean, I'm, with, I'm out of gas, so it's up to you. No, I'm, no, the my, thing with I had NFL, my chances. Dude, the sample size is so small. You just got to keep firing. And the amazing thing with the NFL, like I said, by the way, you want to check them out, feel free to hit me up or, or check the links out down there or in chat. The amazing thing about the NFL is one win can just make your year not like calendar decade make, yeah 
anyway, uh, fun stuff, man. And Greg and I do the Sims strategy show every Friday. You should check that out. Like, again, if you still just want to see it and you're not, you're, you know, you're not in the, in the interest right now of, of getting tools, you can come check out when we run it and go through everything. Wide receivers. So we didn't have a lot of expensive running backs, but listen to the wide receivers north of 7,500. Tyreek Hill, if he plays. CeeDee Lamb. So Hill's 9,600. Lamb's 92. St. Brown against Minnesota, 8,200. Jefferson, 8,100 in the same game. Waddle, 7,800. I mean, that is clearly if Hill is out. And then Mike Evans, 7,600 against Jacksonville. A lot of parts here at the top of this top position. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with what you're doing at quarterback. So I don't think I need to spend a ton of time. These are all great players. Uh, Mike Evans stands out to me because I like Baker. You're going to not particularly have to have him, I thought, last week. And I had a little Godwin in the pool, and he was under 1% owned, and he was outstanding uh, on the run back to my Jordan Love stacks. It just didn't have the right stack around him. But that's neither here nor there. So Evans is there. I think uh, – Lamb would probably be if I was really spending where I'd go, but I'm gonna I'm gonna gravitate right to Mike Evans to get this started. Okay. I like Amon Ross St. Brown quite a bit again. Sure. Uh if Hill plays, I don't I don't think it's gonna be tough to play Tyree Kill, and I'm gonna show you why in a little bit in a second. If Hill plays and he's good to go, I think I'm actually willing to pay for Tyree Kill in a spot like this. Now do you have to? Absolutely not. Because you need a good like 35 from him to feel good about him at that price point. At least 30, right? Yeah, I'd say so. But check the mid-range out. You have DJ Moore, like that. Uh, Amari Cooper. I'll keep going back to Cooper. As long as Joe Flacco's chucking it, I'll go back to him. But I want to know your thoughts on Calvin Ridley. Assuming Zay Jones doesn't play, Christian Kirk is out. You know, you'd have Ridley, Parker, Washington, Evan Ingram. Is yep. Ridley still too expensive for you at 6,300? No, I, I think he's a good tournament play. Uh, that's the kind of like why I like ETN as well. I think they're both a little overpriced, and they both have ceilings where their price is irrelevant. Calvin Ridley can get there at 8K. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. We've seen it. And if he if he gets 7.4, I don't care if he's 8K or 6.3. You're in really big trouble on the slate. So I like him. I like more. I like Garrett Wilson. Uh, anyone can throw against Washington as long as Zach Wilson's out there. That's the thing, right? Is Garrett Wilson. You, It'll be fine. I think he will. That's how bad Washington. Did you see how open Cooper Cup was on that touchdown? Yeah, the, the Washington is not a serious team. No, but you could have put anyone out there. And they would have been wide open. There was not a defender within 30 yards of him. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. How do you lose Cooper Cup? They don't know what they just don't know what they're doing. And that's not going to change no matter who's on the other side. Who's your favorite top and mid-tier guy this week? Because for me, it's going to be it's going to be Tyreek Hill. I think you can play him easily. I actually do. Um, and then it's going to be DJ Moore. DJ Moore's also my favorite mid-range. I'm going to Mike Evans up top. I just, I love that spot if you go to Baker. Addison coming off a big game, but Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson are still there. Are, or are you going to any Addison this week against Detroit? No. I mean, we saw, we know we can do it, but 
Uh, no, the time to play Addison was last week. Yeah. You should have told me before Saturday. I had him. I had him in Higgins on a team. Um, I know. I know. You had some good lineups. Listen to the low tier, though. Let's say uh, Nico's out again. That means if Stroud's back, you got Noah Brown at 5,200. To me, that's just a smash spot. Like, I told you on Sunday, I had no problem playing Noah Brown with Case Keenum at quarterback. So if Stroud's back, $5,200 Noah Brown. If Nico, even if Nico plays, I don't think Noah Brown's a crazy play with Tank Dell out. But you still have Schultz. It gets a little murkier. Drake London's 5,100. That team stinks, but we've seen him have some good games. Dontavian Wicks could be like the number one receiver for Green Bay. I'm just going to listen to these scenarios. Wicks could be the number one if Jaden Reed has potentially turf toe and Christian Watson's not back. Wicks could be the number one receiver on this team against Carolina. Defense is stout for Carolina, but I don't really care if that's the case. Um, Josh Downs is 5,500. Alec Pierce is 4K. I have trouble believing that Michael Pittman's going to play in this game. That's more value. If Zay Jones is out, Parker Washington's $3,800. Marquise Brown's going to be out. Michael Wilson is $3,700. Rondell Moore's $3,500. Cedric Tillman's coming off an eight-target game. He's playing 70-plus percent of snaps every week. They have Houston. He's $3,300. Yo, there's not been a lot of value in recent weeks where we've been relegated to playing guys like Demarcus Robinson, which was worked out, uh, Demario Douglas, Wandale Robinson. I think you will have, once we get the injury reports on Sunday, absolutely zero shortage of options in the cheap range of run at wide receiver. And I'm talking from like 5K all the way down to $3,000. We kind of had that this week when it started to break. Tyreek was out, Olave was out, and, and you saw some pay down options. So I get it. Uh, a lot of that's injury dependent. I do think that even though I, I did rip them, that Drake London will have opportunities this week. Again, I'm, I'm talking tournament specific. He's 5,100. That's the name I want to throw out there. But if you need real cheapies, you have them this week. Who did you want to throw out there? Drake London. Just, again, he's... Uh, I he's Yeah, there you go. He's oh, my okay. third I wasn't guy. Sure if, I wasn't sure if you were... Yeah, okay. He's viable. Yeah, yes, he is. All right, so we did our top two. Give me... See, this is really difficult because there's so many moving parts. Like, we don't know who's going to be in or out. I'll go. I'll go Michael Wilson. I get it. I do. Cheap cheap Cardinals are going to be on the, on the, uh, in the pool this week. Is London your cheap option? He is. Just because I, I think I can go balanced if I flat with Evans up top. Tight ends. It's stacked up top. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm probably I'm going to try to find ways to live in this range. Laporta against Minnesota, coming off that three touchdown game. Trey McBride against Chicago. How do you fade him at this point? Honestly, I, he's still not expensive enough. Ingram, if there's more injuries to Jacksonville, David and Joku's fifty three hundred. He's getting peppered with targets. I, I just love this five to six k range for tight end. It's awesome range. Dealer's choice. You have so many good options. I, I'm going to pick Hawkinson just because. Uh, really? Among all of those other guys? Yeah. Again, I, I, part of it is because I think I have more interest in Mullins than you do. Uh, and I look at that offense. I think he can really coexist. I have no problem with Trey McBride. I think ownership will put, tell the story a little bit more. I think Hawkinson will be the lowest owned of these type of players. Uh, 
uh, Evan Ingram. There's a lot of scenarios where I have two of these guys in lineups. Uh, so yeah, that's up top. You have great options at tight end this week. Jordan, do me a favor. Switch out, switch out Michael Wilson for Dontavian Wicks. All right. And then give me Trey McBride as my top tight end tier. For yeah, I'll go Hawkinson. And then I'll I'll go Cole Komet in the mid-range. Catch him to fields. We we know he's a target. He scores. Uh you give me his seven targets that he seems to get every week, and I'll sign for that. I like that. I'll go Dalton Schultz in the mid-range. Okay. I don't think there's a ton there. Like that's not a spot that I'm in love with. But low tier sub 4K. Tucker Craft for me. Yeah, Tucker Craft. We've seen him time and time again be part of these love stacks. Uh, I had a little exposure to him last week, and he was solid. I don't think there's a ton down here. I still think, I know I say it every week, and it never really works. It's kind of like... Yeah, Chig. Uh, He's going to have opportunities. I think it's pretty clear I don't want to do that at tight end. I want to pay up, and I plan to do that. If I don't pay up, I think the lowest I go right now is Tucker Craft, and 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 I, agree. I, and I like I agree. Tucker Craft this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't know unless I really jam like with an Otten or Chig. I, I don't, I don't feel the need to do that, but I haven't built. Obviously, we'll see how much value opens up. Yeah, and my guess is that a casualty of all of this would be Tyree Kill for me in the event that I wanted to pay up at at tight end. That's we have to see. Obviously, we're going to see right now if I can sneak in a cheap defense. That helps oh, too. Oh, you, dude, there are probably six sub 3K defenses that you'd be fine with. Take take a look. Look at the sub 3K defenses. We do this to close out every show because it's fun. I mean, the, the theory here on this show is just whatever defense you get to in most cases is fine. Yeah. But we take a look at some cheap ones just to see what it allows us to do. Look at, just take a look and, and read some of these. So just read down the list of sub 3k and tell me which ones you'd be fine with. Yeah. I mean, you're, so you got the Jags at Tampa. Yes, but not against my Baker stacks, the bears at home. Definitely. Uh, honestly, the Cardinals on the road, even in the conversation, Miami, who I know no one's going to really do that, but they just smoked. And I know it's the jets people, people maybe underestimate I think Miami's them. in play at 2,700. Tennessee at home, Tampa at home, Minnesota at home. I think that's probably the worst one of all of them. Uh, and Carolina, I think, might be the best of all. Carolina's going to be popular. See what I'm saying, though? Yeah, Look, no, you're right. You're right. You just listed off almost every defense under 3K that you go, yeah, that's, then no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Carolina for me, but I think they will be popular. Carolina for me or probably <sighs> – Bears would be second for me. I was going to say probably Bears. Titans are interesting because Titans will just embarrass themselves or they'll have an amazing defensive game. Yeah, the Titans, I I don't know. They're a Ponzi scheme. I don't really know what to make of them. All right, so let's do this. We wrap the show up. Yes. Man, people are going to get fired up up with some of our answers. I already already know this this is coming. Because I've never even seen It's a Wonderful Life. Well, yeah, that's frowned upon. Is it good? Is it good? Yeah, I mean, it, yes, it's good. Is it? Is it? It's important. It's one of those movies. Like, it uh, just I, is no, what it no is. No movie is important. Stop it. 
jingle all the way is important and good. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just saying, like when people go, wow, you know, that's really a, an important piece of work there. I say, shut your pretentious ass up. It's a movie I want to be entertained. Now, I'm all about a good tearjerker, a good war movie, comedy, drama, even a chick flick. But I watch these movies for entertainment. Some are certainly better than others, but I know I generally don't walk away from a movie going, man, I'm a better person for doing so. Uh, yeah, I I feel that way when I watch Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I do. I knew that would be in your elite class. What is it, S tier, Jordan? Yeah, I don't know what these tiers are, but yes. yeah. What I always I always wanted to ask that because I see like music rankings, this and stuff. What is Jordan? You would know. You're a you're a younger fella. You're hip with the young generation. Yeah. Uh, what what do these mean? tier letters mean? No, no, no. I understand that. But why do like there's A, B, C and F. So there's no D or E, but there's an S tier. What does that mean? It has to. They can't. These aren't just like people arbitrarily throwing letters in there. I'm trying to look it up, too, and it just doesn't make any sense. Stupid. You guys understand what I'm saying, right? Like it. If it's A, B, C, D, E, then okay, that's easy. Like, yeah, it's just like, I'm seeing the answers and it, it just doesn't mean any, it's like S equals best tier. Right. Okay, but well, why? why? Right, well, we know that. Yeah, no, obviously, stupid. All right, go ahead, put put your, put your movie up against uh, my movie here. Oh, I have multiple S tiers. Oh, I'll okay. give you my S tiers right now. Okay, number one, Bad Santa. Good movie. Phenomenal movie. It is my personal S tier movie. Uh, I have Home four. Alone. Home have, Alone is just like yep. the movie. Given the time and uh, and like the years that you and I grew up, Home Alone has to be S tier. Yes. Are you S tiering it? Oh yeah, like okay. Home Alone is is the movie I'll always resonate with Christmas the most. Okay, for me it's that and Christmas Story because I never seen that. What? Yeah, is that the one where they with the pole where he licks the pole? Yeah, and the yeah. Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, I, I, I mean I'm sure I've, but yeah, I don't have time for that. I think it was like TBS or TNT that used to play it. Yeah, twenty four straight hours. Yeah, it's annoying. It would always be on, you know. Ralphie, you got it's got to be up there for me, and I'm gonna throw one more up there. I don't know where you're gonna stand on this, but I think over the years this has become one of the best Christmas movies out there. Do you have an idea of where I'm going with? It was made in the last twenty years. Uh you wouldn't have phrased it like with Elf, so yes, really, I think Elf is a phenomenal movie. So Elf is one of those movies that it was, it got so overhyped that I actually don't like it because I don't like it as much as everybody else, but I think it's solid. Okay, fair. So put it into your, put it into your uh, A tier then. Yeah, yeah. It's a fine. I put Elf with the movie I almost suggested that's grown on me is the Santa Claus. That movie's pretty damn good. 
Dude, is, that? is that the one with Tim Allen? Yeah. Just like I need solid. to go back and watch that. Like where it's he turns to Santa or something. Yeah, yeah. And the guy from Beverly Hills Cop 2 was in there. It, it's not a bad movie. Okay. I'm going to give you another one that my daughter has been in love with. Now she's two years old, but she's quoting this movie like random times throughout the day. Have you seen with Kirk Russell? Have you seen the Christmas Chronicles? Never even heard of that. It's actually pretty damn good, man. And I would suggest you watch it. I don't even know if this is on the list. It is. It is. I've seen it a thousand times now in the past month. But I would put that into my B tier. Uh, I would put Santa Claus over a Christmas story. Well, I can't put a Christmas story. I've never seen it. So I don't know what to do there, fella. Um, I may just be missing out on a great movie there. I don't know. I would put Santa Claus in good as well. Yeah, good. I think it was Home great. Home Alone thought... 3 is good. I don't care what anyone says. It's good. Is it also a Christmas movie? I've never seen it. Yeah, there's snow. Okay. You want to know what's pretty good, man? Daddy's Home 2. That sounds like uh, not a Christmas movie. <laughs> that sounds like something else. Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. Oh, dude, Lisa Cardellini. Oh, my God. So hot. So hot. Grandma's boy. Am I wrong? I mean, she. Yeah, awesome. she's a madman. Love her. I put that in B. I don't know. I put Home Alone 2 in A tier. So I put yeah, that. Solid. I put that as like a real solid flick, but not Home Alone 1. Um, I, I don't know if I have any. I, you know what? I might tap out after that. There's nothing I really care about. Plus those Christmas, uh, past those Christmas movies. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously we're not going to go down the world. Well, like if you want to get nostalgic, Rudolph, something like that, you know, what a Nestor, the donkey, all that stuff. Sure. That's fine. But I don't, I don't No, that's crap. I don't know. Gremlins. That looks like just like a weird Furby. I I never, I never (laughs) saw Gremlins. I don't I have time for that. that. I kind of look like that thing too, so I'm a little skeeved out. Um, I got some gremlin tendencies. I think. What about just friends? Hell is I never even heard of that. Really? With Ryan Reynolds? It's not yeah. No, no, I don't know that. Good flick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Never seen it. Never seen it, but it's fine. <laughs> We're not doing like the, I will say I will watch Die Hard and like Lethal Weapon around this time of the year, but I'm not getting weighing in on that stuff. Here's all I I'll say. My S tier, this is what matters. Home yeah. Alone, Bad Santa, Jingle All the uh, Way, Christmas Story, and Elf for me are my S tier. That's all that matters. What's your S tier? Jingle All the Way, Home Alone, Home Alone 3, The Santa Claus, even though that's a stretch. Where would you put Bad Santa? Because that movie's so good. A, just okay. saw, it's like without. It's just good. It's not. It doesn't do it for me in the terms of like, it it holds. It it's a solid solid movie, but it doesn't. Uh, that, that movie's ability to be insanely raunchy and and hilarious, but then at the end, actually elicit an emotional response from the viewer when he crawls towards him, riddled with bullet holes and drops the blood-soaked elephant on the doorstep? Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. 
Yeah. Uh, home. Oh yeah, that yes, that never to, seen that. To me, like my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, it's their favorite Christmas movie. I put that B tier. I think it's fine. I I think it's overrated. Personally, that's just a personal opinion. I put that B tier. I don't love. Uh, it. Yeah, I never seen any of these like horror horror. I don't watch horror movies, so like I can't comment on any of that stuff. Good stuff, uh, man. Yeah, some of the shit is. I'm looking at this list. I never even heard of some of this stuff. By the way, what for those of you guys wondering, Ben and I will be back on Christmas Eve together. We're doing the Christmas Eve show. We'll be here. We'll be here Sunday morning at 10. Appreciate you guys hanging out. As always, follow Ben at uh, JazzRazDFS on Twitter. Me at Lafayette underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Shout out to Jordan for working the control. He got he, he got his act together. He got his act together. It was it was it was tough a little early on, but he pulled it together. We knew he would. Jordan Klein, everybody, appreciate you guys. We'll see you back here for the next one. If you're not here with us on Sunday or Monday, you're traveling. Have a great Merry Christmas. Be safe and uh, happy travels. Peace. Good.